0: Welcome to the Oddcast, Ireland's musical theatre podcast. My name is Cian O'Dowd, and you are listening to the show that brings you the latest news and opinion on all things musical theatre, not just on Broadway and the West End, but right here at home on the Irish musical theatre circuit. On today's show, we are bringing you part two of our special feature examining the past 10 years of the Association of Irish Musical Society's awards and adjudication scheme to reveal what shows, parts, and indeed societies, tend to receive nominations and awards. If you haven't listened to part one, do go back and have a listen now, and don't forget to follow and subscribe while you're there. But before all that, let me introduce you to my co-hosts, the irredeemable Daniel Ryan and Adam Oh, What did we do? I I finally know know what what the word means, and I I
1: was happier when I didn't know what they meant. (laughs) (laughs) Irredeemable. Christ the Irredeemer. (laughs) I'm pretty sure that's exactly the
0: opposite of what that statue is in Rio. But uh... no, I'm talking
1: about the the much smaller statue in. In Bali Dihab.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Our apologies to Bali Dihab Musical Society if you're listening. Lads, I'm terribly excited because we are now doing the podcast, all sitting in one room. Look at this. Caution to the wind. I know. With real microphones. Real mixing desks. <laughs> this is so professional. Yeah, I mean, I know, so
2: microphones,
1: profesh. can I... like? We weren't using virtual microphones
2: for the previous episodes. I'm Albeit
1: <laughs> that we were, you know, like, no. through an app. No, it was obviously <laughs> tin cans linked with yeah. string. string.
0: It was it a was high-tension string. I mean, yeah. no expense was spared oh, God, on the quality the of finest. the, yeah. the <laughs> string. The finest. The finest. But, uh, but string nonetheless. So yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad that we've actually managed to trot the equipment out this time and give it a real go. But it is... Quite a different experience doing this in person.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's weird.
0: Deadly it, more giddy. good weird. Yeah, yeah. Good
2: weird, obviously. But yeah. it is weird. It's so cool. I just, it feels... We've it all feels-
0: experienced many things in our lives which are good weird. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, yeah. But, but that's you know. a different podcast. That's it. That's our, that's 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 our, it. our, that's our a, other podcast. That's a
2: very different show. <laughs> but I can neither Actually, confirm really nor deny. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be really good for the odd cast. Yeah, the odd good. The odd good.
0: I'm, I'm glad you weren't on the naming committee. That's all I'm. That's all I'm saying. It's a work in progress.
1: <laughs> okay. But yeah, don't it feels, quit the day job.
2: It feels really professional. You know, we're here. You know, nice comfy couches. You know, yes, when I
1: think professional. I think comfy couches. Yeah. yeah, no,
2: definitely. It's definitely
0: a a much better feel. You even bought
2: Haribo. I did for the occasion. Unless you just after reading it on the bag, they've been making Star Mix for twenty five years. Is that all? Isn't that amazing? I, Isn't I, mean, that, I would have thought that that was... I mean,
1: I'm sure they've been around as a company for longer than that, but I would have thought Starmix would have been there, like like it was Mr. Mm. Starmix and Mr. Haribo who founded the company. <laughs> <laughs> Until yeah. Mr. Haribo forced Mr. Starbucks yeah. out, didn't it? <laughs> it was Harry Haribo <laughs> and Stellen Starmix.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah, it's yeah quality
0: quality refreshments, so thank you for providing, Dan. It's something I actually usually only buy in the theatre.
2: Oh, yeah. Well, now he it... tells me.
0: Yeah, yeah I, well, it's it's a it's actually a u- Jellies, I think are the optimal theater snack. They're the and most considerate.
2: Anyway, I think no food in a the theater is the optimal snack. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> if more we're, dr- more drank. Yeah, <laughs> but like an but like also like a polite level of drink because mm. you do need to appreciate it. Not yeah, you and no no audience participation, no joining in, no heckling. Well, maybe it well, depends on the it's show. Depends on how good about there, but. <laughs> No, but food, food, in the the theater, food in the theater makes
3: me sad.
0: Okay, I will agree with you. Thank the you. optimal is no food in the theater. But if we are to have food in the theater, <laughs> it ought to be no
2: noise jellies. Oh God, yeah. Oh, so- oh, soft foods. Only. Yeah, yeah. Crisps are out. Like, it, honestly, out. pizza out. Somebody what pizza pizza soft? bringing a pizza into.
0: <laughs> Although I, I, I did go to. I honestly did go to Aladdin on Broadway in December, where. The four people sitting behind me had full bags of McDonald's, and I'm not talking <laughs> what? like I'm not talking like little six chicken McNuggets. I'm talking a twenty bucks. The sharing. entire supersized meal. I know supersized meal doesn't exist anymore, but it if, may as well have. But I, it must have that night because <laughs> all four of them were there, and it was. Honestly, it was like feeding time at the zoo. Oh it was. God.
1: At what How point did, did they start eating? Mean? Like, did they start before the show? Started, no, or did no. they wait for like the overture? No, or the they, they had music? the
0: common indecency to wait until the actual dialogue parts to talk oh, in, <laughs> even where better. it was even most audible.
2: So, god for God forbid, people, God forbid, they might miss a musical number. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was crazy. Oh, you're honking down on a Big Mac. <laughs> I mean, I but feel that like show is quite.
0: That show is effectively a pantomime if you've. Ever seen it? Like no, it's not. I, I would get not really I mean, like musical. A, like,
1: it is Aladdin after all, so I, I'm yeah. not surprised. Uh, McDonald's doesn't seem like it's that loud though. I mean, <laughs> maybe these people. You weren't, weren't there. <laughs> you don't know what it was like, man. In fairness, the
2: smell would be pretty distracting. Smell be very. Like distracting. if I was at
0: a show and and somebody like writes. there's if there's anything worse than somebody really loudly eating behind you, it's somebody loudly eating behind you a food that you desperately want <laughs> <laughs> so it's yeah it was just it Although, was incredibly disappointing but honestly like even the board gosh you see people come in with tubs of pringles and all this kind of stuff and
1: but, yeah they sell crisps in the bars in the board gosh yeah. and, and popcorn as well which is not that noisy but like the paper can be rustily or some people who like to eat
0: the kernels i feel like the little tubs of ben and jerry's are okay though yeah like of of the things you could be eating and i know fan. dan don't i don't like i'm just like, enjoy, I, I
2: just, like I just don't eat food in the theater
0: yeah but a cinema okay, is okay i that's right well
1: i mean <laughs> i maybe, okay you're not gonna put off george clooney in the middle of the movie he's not gonna be like Because that's
2: in surround sound mm. it's pretty loud whereas like you know if it's i mean like if, it, if it's a musical at least they're mic'd if it's a play like good luck
1: I don't think I've ever seen anyone eat during a play and now I desperately want to.
2: That's the type of shit Helen Mirren oh. would stop stop a show for yeah, <laughs> like, and she would be right and she would kick you she would kick you out.
0: I wish I had the strength to never eat in the theater. That's what I wish I had.
1: <laughs> I thought you were going to say I, wish I had the strength to kick people out like Helen Mirren. <laughs> <laughs> I, I
0: I've never been in a position where I was either putting on or in a show that was so well subscribed that we had the luxury of being able to kick people out. <laughs> Just didn't, just doesn't happen. Yeah. So, well, so send us your thoughts on eating in the theatre. Is Dan right or wrong? Email us at theoddcast at com. Adam, you've been looking into some local news for us this week. I say this week, you look into local news for us every week. Yes. So it shouldn't be a surprise. Yes, but I do. What has caught your eye on this occasion?
1: I stumbled across uh, a report that's been published by... Um, uh, an organisation called Thrive That who are- very fortunate You stumbled yeah. upon it That you yeah. weren't
0: actively looking for anything I
1: mean I I was out taking a walk When I tripped over this <laughs> report It was in PowerPoint form So I'm not sure how thick it was That I stumbled But I am quite clumsy
0: .ppt I have nothing out here that can run that <laughs>
1: So, yeah, it's a report by an organisation called Thrive um, in tandem with another group called Indigo Limited. uh, And they're based up in the north. Uh, They did a survey of cultural organisations and, I guess, patrons of them across the island of Ireland. Uh, So they had 3,900 responses to their survey in in June and July. So it's quite a... A decent number. I mean, mm-hmm. if you had three thousand nine hundred people come to your event, you'd be quite happy with that with that attendance on a local setting or even on a professional setting, I think. Yes. So so that's, you know, a pretty healthy sample size. But the questions they asked them were around, you know, their participation in cultural events in the current climate. So the first interesting thing they found, which is not that surprising, but eighty-five percent of those surveyed have said that they are not currently booking for upcoming events. Right, um, which I don't think is surprising I think if anything no. it's not, the fact the number is as low as 85% is nearly the surprising thing mm-hmm. um, but of those 15% who are and most of those events aren't happening until after Christmas anyway Right, um, and of the 85% who aren't booking about 60% of those have kind of said they would consider booking events that are three months or more in the future or sorry they will start booking in three months or more for future right. events at that point So,
0: but you have to think that that's really contingent on a number of things happening
1: yeah absolutely and they've gone through some of the things that that people uh, from audiences would want that would encourage them to book to go to a performance and things that they don't want that would discourage them so for example some of the things that they've said they would like to see more of is being able to buy tickets as a household Mm. i think is actually quite a clever idea that you know you're booking four tickets for your family or for your you and your roommates, Um, you know, if the audience should be limited, which I guess in a theatre it already is, but I think potentially that means, you know, uh, more stringent limits. So if it's a thousand capacity, they want smaller than that. Um, They'd like to know how the performers or the artists are being kept safe, which is actually, it's quite a nice uh, idea if the audiences are are concerned. Um, And the seats being two metres apart. Um, So I I guess that means from household to household as opposed Mm -hmm. to person to person. Um, What they actually wouldn't like to see is daytime performances or unreserved seating. I think those were suggestions that people had made uh, I'm not sure how daytime performances. Yeah, would, I was about to ask. How impact. are
0: day, daytime performances?
1: Mitigate? I'm not sure. I I, I guess maybe that it peaks in the middle of the day. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the virus um, is afraid of the sun. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, virus! I thought you said vampires. <laughs> oh. <laughs> my bad. <laughs> um,
0: no. Wait. <laughs> Wait you mean, just... This whole report is based on <laughs> willingness to attend theater amidst a vampire epidemic. <laughs> oh. Let me just check my notes. <laughs> uh, and and I guess the other thing they said they want oh, what if I told this. you about autocorrect <laughs> you have to be
1: atrocious at spelling to get from virus a vampire to be fair <laughs> no, I've just seen, feed I've seen and then newer. throw all caution to the wind and start typing blindly um, but yes yeah, so unreserved seating I think mm. is, is quite obvious that I mean sure I think sure. most most theatrical events at this point are, are you know allocated seating anyway I think it's yeah. rare that that, that well
0: what, whatever is going ahead because obviously we're we're still in a position where fewer than 50 can attend an indoor event at the moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Now that it was due to go up to 100 on July 20th, that has now been pushed back until the 10th of August, I believe.
1: Yeah, Yeah, like a lot of things, I think we're dealing with Regulations that are about as as stable as as jumpers for goalposts uh, when you were playing football <laughs> as a child, I, and and I think that's lovely fair. reference. Nice, <laughs> very nice. <laughs> so really,
0: it really took me back to the early nineties. <laughs> and I, I no, I, it went through the post. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and I think that's fair because it you know it's it's not necessarily the politicians who are the ones moving the goalposts; they are the ones trying yeah, to, of course, to yeah. figure out where is the best place to to mm. set the. Boundary. Uh, the other thing that they uh, that uh, the people responding to the survey said they wanted more of was queue management, scheduled arrival times, and staff wearing masks. That all seems practical. Scheduled arrival times is actually quite a nice way of implementing, you mm. know, social distancing in terms of a queue performing. For so if the performance starts at seven thirty, say you could actually have you know groups of people coming in at six thirty, six forty five, sure. seven, and you know, I think that would suit some people you know to be there nice and early
0: and the idea is you don't have everybody milling around outside
3: the
2: theater and at that, the same time yeah that, well, that, that 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 work, that'll work that'll work in like japan in seoul <laughs> in germany i've been to many a show in the board gosh in dublin trust me yeah. no, there's nothing irish people love more than careering in with one minute to curtain up being like i'm yeah. so sorry i was just I was over there yeah just got my dinner in the marker i'm so sorry yeah <laughs> And say like, I'm so Se- sorry, Come on, you know we just need to. We're already running late <laughs> as it is, and the poor attendant being like, "If you're not, if she's not here." I remember myself. I remember going to see a play there, and I was waiting for my sister. She was coming from like afternoon tea and down near like Trinity College, hmm. and literally, I was outside the door, and I think it was about it was about a minute to curtain up, and she was like in the taxi, and she was like, "Yeah, no, I'll be there. I'm just coming down Pier Street." I'm like, "It's literally about to yeah. start." Like they are not, and I was like. I've wanted to see this for so long and if you make me miss the first half of this uh, we're, n- we're never speaking again. End of story. Yeah. And that's so. funny
1: because actually what people said they wanted less of And was you actually
2: haven't spoken to her in two years. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> we missed the
1: first half. Yeah and they said they wanted less of Hannah being late was what actually <laughs> what people said. <laughs> I knew it. No what I knew they said it. less of is, is being required to take public transport to the event.
0: Well I Outside mean I, I guess you might be talking about people there who don't have access to a private vehicle. And in order to get to the theatre, they might be required to take public transport. I suppose that people
1: aren't, you know, kind of So, And it is a fair
0: point because there obviously are a number of people, particularly if you're living in a city like Dublin, who don't see the need to own a car. I know many of my friends feel that way living in the city centre. So they may not want to jump on a dart and go across the city, particularly if it's at a reasonably packed time. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. true.
1: That's true. If you're hitting a half seven, you're kinda of getting a mix of commuters and people going to other cultural mm. events. Yeah, so like I think that makes sense. But there's not mm. much I don't think you can do as an event organizer mm. to incentivize public transport or not in that sure, case. But sure. but it is one that's definitely it's it's good to know if you're an event in a remote location where where public transport is required or in an urban area where Mm. it's more common, you know, it's worth considering if if your event is going to be attended based on uh, this info. In terms of hygiene then was another category. So hand sanitizer, uh, being able to see what the venue's procedures are and they'd said, you know, potentially if there was a mark that a governing body of some mm. kind was giving to venues who adhere to a set of rules. Yeah. That that would instill comfort in them to go. So if, sure. If, if there was an organization that was doing that, so say Ames, for example, was, I'm not sure that Ames would be a good example of that. Cause I'm not sure how they would even go about enforcing that, but mm. some equivalent
0: for the awards ceremony in September, you're talking. About. Yeah. 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 Um, and, uh, what they wouldn't like
1: um, is restrictions on toilet facilities, which I think is a hard one to avoid because if you think about the interval at most mm. musicals, particularly, I'm just thinking about like West End theatres, which are, which are quite old, the yeah. toilet facilities are quite limited and the policy tends to be you're not really supposed to get up out of your seat during the show, and nor do you want to, <laughs> mm. you know. Un- of unless, course. Unless yeah. you, you you know you absolutely have to. So you can see how... You know, some venues would seek to impose a restriction on what times people can use the toilet at. Mm. But obviously, if you go too far in the restriction, you know, it's going to put people off. Some of the other things I talked about briefly was, you know, in the last couple of months, have you engaged with
0: online cultural events?
3: Mm.
0: And 54% said they had. And I guess this is the likes of watching some of the Andrew Lloyd Webber shows online or... Um, I know National Theatre in the UK have done a lot of this. Yeah, exactly. And of that, you know,
1: a a good chunk of people said they had only started
0: since the lockdown. Yeah, yeah sure. Uh, you know. Well, in fairness, the availability of them has been mm. hugely increased. That's by true. By the lockdown.
1: Yeah. So 70% of the people who said that they had watched mm. some kind of event online uh, had seen performance created by at-home performers. So, okay. So say the Sondheim birthday concert, for example. Yeah, um, that's
0: right. So this is...
1: Which is, I think, it was "Take Me to the World." Yeah, I think I think, was I think that was it. But um, that's
0: people in their homes, yeah. in their apartments, performing.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, another kind of sixty-seven percent, so pretty much the same, was full-length productions uh, online via YouTube or Facebook. So that is right. the likes of of the Andrew Lloyd Webber shows that were uh, put up every weekend, okay. or the National Theatre. I think those were the same as well, weren't they? Up on YouTube yes, for a limited time that's right. to watch. Very few had seen a new production created during lockdown outside of the at home. Mm. I guess there's there's not that many examples I can think of of people who are creating new things in a venue at yeah. the minute. And another thing they had talked about then was their interest in outdoor events mm. as opposed to indoor events
0: or as opposed to online. Which um, I know some people will be considering seeing as the threshold or the limit of attendees for an outdoor event is considerably higher than it is for an indoor event
1: yeah and i think people's feeling about outdoor events is that it's safer and that if there's air and wind Mm. and it's easier to social distance when you're not crammed into a seat if you if you can walk around or if you're in your car um no
0: and some of the emerging information about the virus and its transmission suggests that look if you're outdoors the risk is much much lower because the particles aren't hanging in the air they're moving off pretty quickly, yeah, by the wind. And actually, it seems that if you are maintaining social distance, it's quite difficult to catch it out of doors.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I would think so. Um, and like that's backed up by seventy-seven percent of people said that uh, if appropriate social distancing measures were in place, um, that they would be interested in attending open-air theatre uh, and or plays. Um, and 77% all said to be interested in open-air concerts
0: or uh, gigs. So, Adam, all of that information, I think, will be really interesting for, I think, anybody in, in a musical society who's thinking about what criteria next year, if shows are permitted to go ahead with more attendees or a less limited capacity, let's say, what criteria or what factors are going to play on people's minds in deciding whether they attend or not. And that gives you a little bit of an indication about maybe what safeguards can we put in place to make people feel a little more secure, because we now know the kind of things that are operating a bit of a dissuasive effect for people or the things people are concerned about. Yeah. But you mentioned something there Also, which is of interest to me because you you said that there was a reasonably significant number of people had now engaged in online events for the first time or had seen online performances for the first time. Concord Theatricals, which is the company that now handles the licensing for Rogers and Hammerstein, Samuel French shows and Tams Whitmark shows, they have put out a list of shows that you can now acquire a streaming license for. And this includes a mix of shows, but it's certainly a lot of classic shows, the likes of uh, South Pacific and Carousel and Oklahoma. And the thought occurred to me that it might be something that societies do begin to look at. Because if you are in a position where you can perform to a limited audience, but perhaps have a streamed audience in addition to that, an option to cater for people who want to support the society, who want to see the show, but don't feel comfortable or able to attend the theatre, that this could work. Yeah, and actually they have an
1: interesting segment on it, which is Uh, Would audiences be willing to pay for something online? Mm. Uh, So 65% of people surveyed said they would be willing to pay. Wow. Now that splits. So of that 65, 10% said they'd be willing to pay pay the same as a ticket for Mm. a similar event in a venue. Yeah. And 55% said less. So what they'd be willing to pay than they would pay if they were actually going to the venue. Okay. uh, Which is surprising. And then obviously the other 35% said they actually wouldn't be willing to pay Uh, for an
0: online event at all. That's interesting because I think an awful lot of society... Look, we don't know when the present crisis is going to end. We have no idea. Yeah. We could get a vaccine at Christmas. It could work. And we could start to see the reduction of this thing. Or we could be living with this... For a long number of months to come. And perhaps even years. Mm -hmm. So we are all going to have to try to find a way to adapt. And this might be a way for musical societies to adapt. Absolutely. And to move into considering this streamed or online viewing of a show. As supplementary to what they're doing in the theatre. Observing social distancing with a limited Audience present for those who want to attend in person, yeah, and, and feel safe and happy to do so. But also, that's really interesting to give an indication to societies as to the kinds of things that they might need to put in place in order to make people feel more safe in the theater.
1: It's definitely one to consider. I think the most difficult part of it um, is that only about fifty percent of people had said to be willing to pay mm. at all uh, outside of making a, a donation, say, yeah, for online events. Compared yeah. to seventy-five percent who said they would pay for an outdoor event, it's equivalent. Yeah. So if you have the the facilities and the bravery to tempt fate with the weather to do an outdoor event, <laughs> yeah, and I it think seems
0: the, like there is a lot more appetite for that. The and the weather is just going to be a huge issue. Yeah, because so. no, if it's lashing rain on a Friday night, it honestly doesn't matter how good your show is. Yeah, people are not going to show up to be rained on, Absolutely. other than your most hardcore, dedicated <laughs> yeah. fans. So I think there's an awful lot of food for thought there. Where can people get that report if that they report, want to look it up themselves? If they go to wewillthrive.co.uk, sure. uh, that's the, the
1: main website for uh, the organization who, who's, I suppose, organized that report, which is yeah. called After the Interval.
0: wewillthrive.co.uk is their website. Dan, moving from the world of amateur to the professional. Mm-hmm. What have you been looking at this week?
2: Well, I started looking, obviously, like, for news mm. on, like, Broadway and, and the West End. And I suppose, like, one of the things that has happened in recent weeks, obviously, is is the very sad passing of um, Broadway actor Nick Cordero. Yeah. Um, only 41 years of age and um, dying from COVID-19. It's tragic. an absolutely tragic it's story. It's absolutely horrendous. So he was nominated for a Tony Award back in 2014 for his role in Bullets Over Broadway. He's been nominated for a couple of Drama Desk Awards as well. Um, he and originated Earl in Waitress, didn't he, on Broadway as I well? He, I yeah. think so. I think he did, yes. And... Yeah, just a very, obviously very tragic and it just, you know, it really goes show this is a, a young, healthy, successful yeah. actor and this disease and this virus No does underlying not, conditions. Nope. And this virus does not know, it does not take any prisoners and no. it has absolutely no manners about it at all. So, you know... No,
0: it's one of those really, really harsh, incredibly difficult to hear mm. reminders that it doesn't matter who you are. Yeah. Like, there's a, there's a perception out there definitely that this is something which exclusively hits the elderly and those with un- severe underlying conditions yeah. and disproportionately it does mm-hmm. but there have been people in every age demographic in, yeah. with completely clean bills of health who this has really badly affected and in some cases killed and unfortunately you know nick cardero's has fallen
2: victim to it's such a Absolutely. sad sad story very sad and just very very sad- harrowing and i was like, you know obviously there's been many people you know right across the world and even like people across broadway as well but i think just because like mm-hmm. you said he's just a very a young you know somebody yeah. young and very very successful and very very well regarded it's such a such a shame so and then kind of following on from that you know like everything's still closed i was just kind of like this is just turning into the the professional news. Is just slowly turning into what i like to call shit buzz bingo it's just literally like you know there's been a death everything's closed some like, nothing's, yeah, nothing's just... coming back to 2021 so i was really desperately trying to find something fun even even we could vaguely call it professional news mm. and our very own board gosh energy theater came to my age. Oh, because this week they're running across their social medes, social media, social uh, media, mainly on Instagram is where it's mainly going down, but they are giving updates on Facebook, etc. And right. uh, they're doing what they're calling the World Cup of Musicals. Oh, oh. fantastic. So if anyone's familiar with Richard oh, Osman already. of Pointless, um, yes, the tall, the tall genius and pointless. Yeah, and, and he likes to do. I um, think he has a book of doing the World Cup of everything. But I've seen him on Twitter; he's done it as well. I think he did like TV shows yes. not too long ago. Um, so it's in that kind of style where basically they've taken they've taken sixteen musicals and they've kind of paired them off, kind of like like a World Cup World Cup style, literally. So that it starts the last sixteen, mm-hmm. quarterfinals, semifinals, kind of thing. And what kind of what links them all is that these are all shows that have toured. To the board, gosh, they're all professional musicals that have actually played in the board, gosh. And just in case people are wondering, it's like, where are they putting these shows? Oh, yeah, from? It's no, not. there is there is a, a link. There is between a link. Them. There is a link. So what I'm going to do very quickly is that we're going to do it ourselves here. We're going to try. We're going to use this and we're going to map out. We're going to figure out ourselves. I'll tell you exactly then where th- tonight is the semifinals. Okay. Just if that's where they're at okay. compared. At the time of recording So I'll tell you where we're at When we get to the end of this But we'll kind of fly through these Because I just want to see There's three of us So majority rules
1: Fantastic We can't have a draw
2: Can't have a draw Oh um, Oh this this could be fun And you know I apologise in advance we <laughs> <So> We'll try. <laughs> we'll try get, I, I want to say from the outset That we won't have like a city hall debate About everyone But I feel like some of them We will have to have a city hall debate A mini city hall debate Mini city Other hall Other ones are just, Like I'm just going to tell you <laughs> Straight away there's some last sixteen ties here that are absolutely outrageous. Like they're they should be finals. <laughs> so this first one is one of these absolute like outrageous ones. Okay. So last sixteen match number okay. one. So hold on. So we, we have to pick. We have to pick who's going to. Three through. of us have to pick who our winners
0: are. Yep. For okay. each of these ones. And we'll pair them and then and we'll go. We'll work our we'll way through them. we
2: will crown it here. Okay, let's go. Hit us. <laughs> okay, first all right. One. So the first one, absolute home digger. I can't believe I can't believe we're kicking one of these out straight away. Okay. Lame is. Yeah. Versus Miss Saigon. Oh, stop! is. and and the and the link here is obviously Schoenberg, bobriel Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's is. Like that's not even a question. No, it's Miss Sa- Miss Saigon has to go through.
0: No, I'm on Limis. Yeah, God, I'm Les on Limis.
1: That's nowhere near as difficult as you made it sound. No, that's so <laughs> no. Hold di- on, now D- that it,
0: is.
2: That don't don't say that. Like that Miss is Saigon is an amazing. That is at show. least that is at least a semi-final pairing right there. They, Miss Saigon is unbelievable. It is fantastic that the one it doesn't close act one but it's near the en- end of act one after spoiler alert kim shoots toy what and, <laughs> and and he and the shotgun fires and it's like this is the hour, this, and that is that's better than one day more that is better than one day more it we is get false every it, single it, hair it, on the back of your neck it time. is a fantastic
0: show it is absolutely brilliant but i'm sticking with Lemmis. you I won't mean, like, you won't it's move is. me off limits. Limits. No, no, not on this tie. Nope. Not on this tie. They get through for me. Put it this way: they won an extra time, golden goal.
2: I know golden goal doesn't exist anymore, but in this, it doesn't. This my is mind. like I
1: used to love golden goal. This, this is
2: like FIFA the all Blacks. This is like the all Blacks. road to the kicking. World Cup. This is like the all blacks beating us in the like the ninety third minute. That's what that is. Yeah, that's what that is. Right there. Anyway, fine. Majority rules. You're wrong. Um, <laughs> That sixteen number Okay, Okay, Limis progresses. What? What's next? I so hope you actually wrote up, down. Next Le up, Miz. and see, this is what I mean when it says that you have two brilliant shows and then mm. two shows, okay, that are not as good. Mary Poppins versus Annie.
0: Oh, is there a way they can both lose?
2: I mean, well, yeah, they're,
1: like, the winner is going to face Limis, so they do both lose. <laughs> yeah. So, is there a point in having
0: the debate? I mean, like, I think Annie's better. Annie's a better show.
1: What? <laughs> Who would have seen I, this? Pairing go pairing? What down? is wrong?
0: Are are you? Just insistent on being on the wrong side of history for everything Annie like, is You're actually yeah. kicking out Mary
2: Poppins You're actually You're kicking Julie it's Andrews It's Mary out. Poppins You're kicking Julie Andrews It's out. the most saccharine kicking. fake you're show You're kicking Julie Andrews and Dick Van I'm not Van Dyke kicking Julie out. Andrews in out of I am Carol kicking Bernays. out Dick Van Dyke Sorry, and Tim Curry That's that's the you know Yeah I am. And Bernadette Peters Sorry Is in Annie as well Is she? Is yes. she Annie? <laughs> no that no. would be amazing would be, when had, you think Annie was made I don't know <laughs> she had the hair for it she did have the hair for <laughs> it Fair in fairness this is just terrible anyway okay next one tough one tough one, tough one. Daddy Warbucks is going to come Actually, you know your I, ass okay okay so the next one is Wicked versus Billy Elliot oh that one is really tricky that is hard I'm going to say Billy Elliot because I think that's so brilliant it's such a good show and Wicked for me was just Overhyped completely It is massively overhyped I agree over-hyped. with the overhyped on Wicked But is it still better? I'm sick of Billy Elliot I preferred Billy Elliot I'm gonna go I'm, I'm going gonna go with Billy Gordon. Elliot Yeah, Billy Elliot Oh wow, our first unanimous yeah,
0: Take unanimous. that, Wicked Yeah, and I mean I Look, Wicked is It has some fantastic songs It is I'm gonna say gravity. It's a show that needs editing I'm not gonna say Yeah li- Like And obviously You can listen to me and go Yeah I'm sure Stephen Schwartz is real upset that yes. no' Dowd says that. But it just, it's a
2: bit too long. It needs to take itself a little bit more seriously as well. Or less. I, th- I think it needs to take <laughs> One se- <laughs> or the other. <laughs> yeah. It needs to, Either or. <laughs> it needs to do something. I, 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 it does suffer from like,
1: moment to moment, the tone isn't all that consistent. Yeah. I think it's neither a serious show nor a, a farce it, or a satire. And it, it
0: suffers from that really common problem of being wrapped up in about three picoseconds <laughs> yeah oh like, god oh yeah you, it's it's ending is both mental and over in a flash yeah like if you blink for too long it will be gone and yeah you know, what he got turned into what yeah, but he, oh, did, he but she didn't who uh, oh okay oh it's I over see. oh i i was a bit like that when i saw wicked i just thought is this what everybody keeps going on about I I don't I literally I, yeah, did not get. I think hype.
2: that was me, and I think yeah, it did suffer a bit from the overhype.ness mm-hmm. I was just kind of like, this really became popular, and maybe Look, maybe early two thousands, yeah, yeah. But not green anymore. face paint was all the rage. Not anymore. Yeah. Not anymore. Next up, for the last one on this side of the draw, we've got Rocky Horror mm. versus Kinky Boots. Oh, Rocky I, Horror all the way. I like they not, put those two not in the even other. a contest. But yeah, it's fairly. It's yeah, it's Rocky Horror. Yeah, I think it should be Rocky yeah, Horror. Yeah, like well. Kinky Boots is grand. It's good yeah, it's fun. fine. But Rocky Horror is iconic.
1: Like, like, like when I listened to Kinky Boots, I I was really excited about it because I was like, it's Cindy Lauper's music. So yeah, she's yeah. like no, I know it's not a jukebox musical, but like she wrote it. But she wrote it. And it and and I'm a big fan. A phenomenal and yeah.
0: And I was just like, oh, it's a bit. Bleh. Yeah, the music yeah. just is not
2: brilliant.
1: Whereas Rocky Horror is it Richard O'Brien. Richard is O'Brien is right. Oh, yeah, music. Just kicks ass, yeah! It's
3: oh, great. it's it's great. incredible. Every but song is about
2: seeing Rocky Horror, is unbelievable. Yeah. It's amazing to watch. It's actually amazing to watch. Like you actually, you can't help but have a great time. Oh, you! But the fact that it is, and I know you are railing against
0: audience participation in the opening of this show, but I that was. is a show where audience participation adds to it. One hundred percent.
2: It's it's like usually profanities and it's quite lewd, and I yeah. like that kind of stuff. That, that really, is a show actually, like. Audience in- interaction in other shows, if you were allowed to like swear at them and stuff like that from the audience. That would be hilarious. That uh, that would that would brighten up a lot of shows. Yeah. Frozen, for example.
3: <laughs> oh my god! Get out of here, Olaf! <laughs> and 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 you were, you,
0: you were Olaf, you dirty you, slut! You were, you were arguing. I was thinking more. You Olaf. were arguing about uh, weak and not having a consistent tone. Yeah.
2: <laughs> uh, excellent, excellent. Okay, so on the opposite side of the draw. First up, two Rogers and Hammersteins going head to head. Yes. Mm. Here we go. Two of the worst ones. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> King and I versus the sound of music. <laughs> sorry, are those two of the worst
0: Rodgers and Hammerstein ones? Yeah. You're you're just loving like the flower drum song ahead of both of them, <laughs> <laughs> are you? <And> like <laughs> Okay. Of the ones people know exist.
1: Okay, sorry.
0: <laughs> yeah. My my bad. Uh, yeah, that'll be my uh Restricted groovement pick. Is oh, a nice. drum song. No, it's not. Um, <laughs> not today. <laughs> so out of those two, King and I. Sound of music. Sound of music. No, King and I. King, like oh. King and I, has a fantastic ending. Really good. Mm. Really good music. Incredibly impressive. No, nah, sound, nah,
2: sound music. of music. Again, I, 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 I allowed you to kick Julie Andrews out once. I'm not doing it twice. <laughs> yeah. Not oh, doing just twice for Julie, <laughs> Not doing it twice. Well, sound of music. I've Yul Brenner on my side, and I'm happy enough with that. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, next up I don't really know What links these two together But uh, Matilda and the Lion King
0: <laughs> They're both
1: for
2: uh, Again <laughs>
0: Again Can they both lose What, what?
2: Yeah. Oh no 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 yeah. Matilda has Excellent score in lyrics Tim Mention's a Tim genius Tim Mention, yeah And yeah, the yeah, Lion King is visually Unbelievable I'm a fan of neither Frankly mm, I mean I'm going to
0: pick the Lion King Out of the two of them But Matilda I'm not Massively
2: Oh come sound to me <laughs> oh. What do you, you Oh you picked you went Matilda. Matilda You okay. picked Matilda I'm going to say The Lion King Yes Because
1: Is that the first one I've lost
2: Where, What do you who, mean Who Is was before, who Was It was, it was,
1: was no, no, uh, as, no as in, as in So <laughs> for example <laughs>
0: Are you keeping your own Score here <laughs> Me music.
1: and Dan Picked Sound Music Yeah Myself and yourself Both picked I think we all picked Rocky Horror Oh we
0: did
2: Yeah so I haven't lost picked, Did you pick Billy Elliot Yeah And you picked Johnny yeah. Well, you've got well I'm um, glad
0: you got to experience both win and loss yeah. during this. <laughs>
2: now you know how we feel yeah. Restricted agreement. Yeah,
0: <laughs> uh, yeah I, I feel like
1: I,
2: I celebrated too early now. Are you guys
1: gonna gang up on well, me? Yeah, yeah, we it, well we said it two last sixteen times and like,
2: everything else <laughs> to go. And the next up hairspray versus sister act. Oh. Hairspray for me. Bet
0: I just better music. Better music, really good story, a lot of Ooh. comedy. I I don't know, I mean, Sister Act suffers a little bit for me in that every deviation from the movie makes it worse. (laughs) Like, the movie was amazing, and the musical, it it is just, I I don't know how you can do an adaptation of a movie on stage and make it worse somehow. I I don't know how that's possible.
1: Compared to Hairspray, which every deviation from the 1980s movie is Probably better, I don't know. No one's seen that movie.
0: Yeah, no one's seen that movie. So <laughs> we can just forget it exists. But the the stage show is
2: Ricky Lake was Sublime. The original of Tracy Turnblad. On in really?
0: the, movie,
1: in the movie. Oh in the movie. Yeah. Oh. Sorry. Yeah. Not, not, on, <laughs> on Broadway, not on Broadway, sorry. Not on, is, on Broadway. Is,
2: but, that's uh, the only fact. Okay, so I, I, yeah, you're so, saying hairspray. I'm saying
3: hairspray.
1: I really can't decide. I actually quite like both of those shows' music. Um, okay, Hairspray. No, no. Wait. Sister Act Sister Act Are Sister. you sure? Because you've
2: said ma- You've said, you co- you said both Both them, shows lost
1: Sister Act final answer okay. That's oh, a way say- too long oh,
2: For God's sake It's coming down to you I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Sister Act Simply because I saw the no, they do those Live versions of musicals In America at the moment mm. And NBC did Hairspray Yeah Live <laughs> I mean, that's and, a, I and, those, <laughs> and those and those and well, those ones are supposed to more closely replicate the actual show, the stage version, as opposed yeah. to the movie. But they don't, though. Well, yeah. Well, I well this one. I think, Why
0: are you basing your decision on Sound of Music off the Carrie Underwood one?
2: No, I. I it, like, <laughs> you talked about kicking both of them. out. I would have kicked both of those into touch. Like. Yeah. If, if there was only one musical set weird. during a war, I wanted to get through to the quarterfinals, and it wasn't fucking sound music. <laughs>
3: um,
2: the last one, this no, this one is an absolute doozy. I can't wait to see Phantom, yeah. versus West Side Story. Oh, oh, it's not really that close. Phantom all the way. Mm. Phantom, I have to say Phantom <sighs> as well because I'm just I've. I, it's just I've said I've said it on this like, podcast. It is perfect. I mean,
0: West Side Story is amazing, but Phantom of the Opera. Is just class.
1: I'm picking West Side
2: Story. Well, you lost.
1: Yeah, I I, I had already lost before I chose. <laughs>
2: yeah. okay. okay, so where defeat. are we down to? What are we so, down to? Dan so so we are down quarterfinals? to quarterfinals. Quarterfinal number one. Let's rattle this off. Lemiz versus Annie. Do we need to talk about this? <laughs> no. Lemiz all Mis the way. All the way to the semis. Uh, quarterfinal I think it'll number be a two. Buy. <laughs> Billy Elliot versus Rocky Horror.
0: Oh, oh.
2: Rocky Horror for me.
1: I, 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 the way I'm thinking about it from now on is like if I had three tickets and the shows were next door to each other, which one would I go and see?
2: Oh, that's good, actually. Oh, that's, that's I actually that's a nice that's way to frame your decision.
1: Yeah. And I would go get a drink. No, I would pick Rocky Horror. Yeah, I was going to yeah.
2: say, actually, Rocky Horror as well. That's a good yeah, way to yeah, think about that's it. <laughs> yeah, that's great. what would really I prefer good. to see?
1: Whereas in the, in the Annie and... Um, Instead of
2: trying to <laughs> overly intellectualise, it, what might be considered a greater <laughs> show? But if this was the case, I definitely would be getting the train home. Um, <laughs> yeah. Next one up, Sound of Music versus Lion King. Um, Sound of Music. I need my boy... I actually think... No, I'm going to go with the Lion King. Yeah, on I'm going to go with the Lion King. I may as well be yeah. impressed.
0: Yeah, I'm going to go with the Lion King. I'm not that big a fan of the sound. I mean, I voted against nuns once already. So, I'm
2: going to vote it, against just the Keep it end. up. And, and just... then the last quarter final, i probably a stand on Sister Act versus Phantom. Phantom. <laughs> Phantom. Phantom. Thank you. Right. Those poor nuns. <clears throat> Those poor nuns. I'm not going to look at So, any. our two semi finals are mm. Le versus Rocky Horror. And Lion King versus Phantom. I, I guarantee mean, you
1: we only have two the same as the But popular I'm going to vote. pause
2: there and I'm going to give you an update of where they're at in I guarantee you it's Lion King and
1: Phantom, but I don't think they have the Lion
0: King.
2: Lion King? And Rocky Horror. Lion no. King and Rocky Horror.
0: Yeah, I'm somehow doubting Rocky Horror made it this far. Yeah. <laughs> in the official board But I can gosh. tell
2: you one of our semis is exactly the same as one oh, of our wow. semis. Oh, wow. So that must be Lion King Phantom. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And at the moment, in terms of, because they're doing it another way of polls on Instagram. And oh, they you, can have see the, the yeah. you can see the percentage. As of right now, in the Lion King Phantom, the Opera semifinal, it is 50 50 neck and neck. That is oh. scandalous. Yeah. Which I think is absolutely outrageous. That is outrageous. That is can that, you imagine I'm not Lion King being mean. Like, Phantom. I'm very happy people are taking part in this, but for balance, that is a lot of people who do not know anything about musicals. Because <laughs> <laughs> if they did, that would be a slam dunk one way. The other we're going one, to get a whole load of Lion King fans emailing in after this. Bring it. Bring, bring. it. We'll they, get can put da- yeah. they can put down their crayons. <laughs> and they <can> oh. do. <laughs> you were so saucy, Dan. I so. The other semi-final, we have one. Les Mis. Yeah. Les Mis. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. again, again, I feel like people... I, I I do like Les Mis, I do. Yeah. But I just feel like people who don't know very much about musicals are like, I want to name... People watch Les Mis. And it's mm. like, there's other musicals out there. Undoubtedly, Les Mis is...
0: Much more popular than I know you're saying. Miss Saigon yes. should have made it through, but and Miss Saigon was an incredible. It's, it's Miss Saigon, sort of a weird one. It was an incredibly popular show. Came out in the West End in '89, I mm-hmm. think, yeah. and was like booked out solidly for oh, years.
2: Yeah. yeah, and then it and, went. Then it went to Broadway, made an absolute splash. Yeah, because they, Jonathan Price, who people will know from Pirates of the Caribbean yes. and, and Game of Thrones, he was. Playing the, he played the engineer originally mm. in the West End version. But when they went to Broadway, I think the actors, Equity Union, were like, it has to be a person of, like, an actual Asian actor. Yeah. Because it is a Vietnamese character. Makes sense. Um And I think for a while, like, they, and again, they had huge, like, but, like advanced sales were colossal yeah. through the roof. And Cameron McIntosh nearly went and pulled the whole thing because he was just like, no, he's playing it. End yeah. of story. Then he went on to win a Tony Award for first. And he kind of like... But he did the same thing with Colin Wilkinson. There was uh, with Lemiz coming
0: over to Broadway in 87. What they he, wanted an actual Frenchman? We, he, no, well they wanted an American actor because like uh. the American equity said that well we want the cast to be American. And Cameron M- McIntosh like that said, "Well, you either take Colin Wilkinson or I'm not bringing the show to Broadway." Which
2: obviously very
0: risky move.
2: He, he likes to fly by the seat of his pants But the other semi-final Obviously lame is And the What well, the voters on Instagram Have put through They put Wicked Through to the semi-final Yeah which After we, 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 we just We tried. kicked it out, We kicked it at Redwood But yeah. um, uh. at the moment lame is We don't leading. have the public Again, On our it's, side It's pretty close 55 to 45 Okay But uh, so that's where It's currently at So we're waiting so to So are see we going to we get get go to. Beyond that now so We're going to go Beyond problem. Problem. So we, We're, we're going to get The three, jump on Three out of the four So we have three out of four Which is not so bad You know we're pretty in touch Yeah And then our one Or we're incredibly basic is it the way of looking at yeah, it? Yeah, it's probably the latter, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Either or. So, Le, so, we'll start with the easier one. Lion King versus Phantom. 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 Les Mis versus Rocky Horror. Oh. I mean, they're so different. But, if you had
1: asked me before you even listed the 16 shows, what would the final of the World Cup be?
0: I would have probably guessed Les Mis Phantom.
3: Mm.
0: Tell you what I'm picking, though. I'm picking Rocky Horror. You give honestly, you give me two tickets. I'm gonna go to Rocky Horror.
1: I'm
2: inclined to agree,
1: actually. Yeah,
2: if we go by the I, policy if, of you, if, if you, yeah, you two it, tickets. If you're like, what would I want to see side, more? And they're like, oh, there's, there's a free seat in here and there's a free seat in here. Now, you ask me a different question. You
0: ask me, what soundtrack do I want to listen to?
3: Oh, it's still
2: Rocky Horror. Oh, it's for no, me, it's still No, it's soundtrack. Yeah, <laughs> really. Yeah, but the actual being in the theater for Rocky the Horror. actual being in the
0: theater for Rocky Horror is the thing. For me because actually I've never been Like I love the music in late miz But actually going to see it I've never been massively overwhelmed By it You've just been whelmed I've been merely whelmed Perfectly whelmed Yeah perfectly whelmed <laughs> The you water see, was lukewarm
1: Also you have the benefit in Rocky Horror
0: Of being able to get a drink after the show Because it's not 18 hours yeah, long Yeah it's only like yeah 22 minutes long Or whatever exactly. it is <laughs> No it's what it's like 100 minutes maybe it's like Yeah compared an hour, to like An hour 40 the, or something Like snappy like I think
1: Lame Mis is one show I would forgive someone for bringing McDonald's into
0: because it's know. a long show. It's a long show. No, yeah, you give me right now. You give me the two tickets that I pick. Rocky Horror.
1: Yeah, I, I'm I'm in agreement there. It's I think
2: much I'll more go fun. With Rocky Horror as well. Uh, yeah. yeah,
3: three. To Why nothing. not?
1: We're also saving ourselves from being purely bland
2: and exactly. And yeah, we need a curveball.
0: So that leaves us with our final. Dan. With our final. Our Phantom, Phantom of the, of the Opera. opera. Phantom of the Opera
2: versus Rocky Horror. Mm. Yeah, Phantom all the way here. Yeah, Phantom. <laughs>
1: I'm not sure. Having not Are you going to make it
2: a. You were going to make it a 2 a Trashing 3 0 or a 2 1.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I think on the principle of like free tickets, which one would I go and see? I think I would see Rocky Horror, but I think it's hard
2: to argue that it's 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 a better show. Mm. I don't think even with the two tickets thing, I think I'd still go see Phantom. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Phantom going to real. Oh, Phantom, yeah. No, Phantom it's. It's, it's not. Like, it has
0: everything. Well, take the it's, chandelier. It's the show that has everything. It's the perfect show.
1: Take the chandelier, put it in Rocky Horror. During the time warp Ooh, And I'm there <laughs> <laughs> But
0: More lasers In Rocky Horror And we might start talking <laughs> uh, Do you want
1: to do A third, fourth place playoff? It's it's obviously Les Mis Anyway
0: over Lion King Isn't
1: it? Yeah Les yeah, Mis over Lion King Lai- 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 Oh Lai- yeah Les
2: Lai- Mis over Lion King Yeah fair enough yeah, so. well, I'll, I'll Congratulations Phantom Well done to Phantom Well done to and Phantom And everybody it's a Well fun, let us know it? If, do it yourself if we were wrong yeah. <laughs> do it, yeah
0: Yeah let us know If we were wrong We probably were So give us a shout On email at theodcast at oddtheatre.com or go to Instagram or Facebook and find us at theoddcast by theatre. So that brings us neatly to our part two of our feature, What Wins at Ames the Last Ten Years. Now, if you listen to part one, you'll remember that we went through a number of the overall production awards. Best Overall, Best Musical Director, Best Director, Best Choreography Tying in with choreographer and best chorus to find out what shows tended to do really well at the Ames Awards. And what we found in that was that there seemed to be a trend going towards shows that were a bit newer and shows that were a bit more dramatic as opposed to comedic. And I think, Adam, the top three shows just to give an example of that, were Jesus Christ Superstar, Sweeney Todd, and Michael Collins. And Michael Collins. Yes.
1: Yeah, those are the top three,
0: which, which are definitely
1: out-and-out out dramas. And, and they um, all
0: had five nominations for Best Overall yes. each, and then you went into your four nominations shows, which were... The Witches of Eastwick, Evita, Jekyll
1: and Hyde, and Beauty and the Beast. Yeah,
0: So definitely a trend there towards things yep. were, which were a bit newer and a bit less funny. Or at least, if they were yeah. funny, like The Witches of Eastwick, it was done from the angle of a bit of dark comedy. Yeah, I think um,
1: like Beauty and the Beast is the definite outlier among the, like that set. Yeah,
0: for sure. Yeah. Now, one thing that I suppose we wanted to address in that is we had a couple of people reach out to us, Aiden Fox being one on Facebook, and we'll just give a shout out to Aiden to say, lads, could this be a product of... The fact that societies just simply might be doing more new shows. Because we had said the classics aren't really getting much of a look in. But it is a fair question because is it the case that just those newer shows are being really heavily represented in what societies are producing year on year and that that explains why newer shows tend to feature more in Best Overall. And I think, Adam, you had done a little bit of work on this.
1: Yeah, I did. I mean, there was a very fair point well made that, you know, it's one thing to claim that there's more modern shows being nominated and winning Best Overall show, but, you know, how does that compare with how many modern shows are being performed you know, on the circuit yeah. overall? Uh, so we went back uh, the last five years rather than 10 years of show times to mm. get an idea of the shows that are actually being performed on the AIM circuit. And we decided to break it up into three categories, so we went for kind of you know outright classics, which were nineteen sixty nine and earlier. Mm. Um, so, for example, your West Side Stories, your Guys and Dolls, your Olivers are all going to be in that yeah. box. Uh, then we went for a kind of the mid-range, which is from 1970 up to 1999. So your Sweeney Todd's and Evita's are in there at the earlier end. Yeah, uh, you've got 90 shows like Rent potentially would be in Ragtime, you know, yeah, mid 90s. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, those would be you
0: know towards kind later of in end. that in kind of like middle modern era. Yeah.
1: So like there's a huge variety within that, but you know they're in the same 30 year slot. And then. As the last category, we have essentially 21st century shows. So from 2000 to present onwards, day, though there are very few shows being done on the amateur circuit, which had their professional premiere in 2019. Um, no,
0: yeah, we're, we aren't seeing many productions of like Hades Town, let's no. say, <laughs> around the country. But no. this does include an awful lot of shows that people will know. So the Adams family, Absolutely. all Shuck up sister act—they're all shows that are really commonly performed by societies but have had their premiere, their professional premiere, after the year 2000. So are, are quite new in theatre terms. Yeah,
1: I mean, compared to Oklahoma, they're, they're you know, like revolutionarily
0: new. Like, like yeah. there's, there's a huge amount of time between them. So, so over the last five years, how does this break down? I mean, what are the percentages between those three categories in the pre-1970, the 70 to 99, and then the... 2000 onwards so we're seeing roughly 30% in the pre-1970 category
1: roughly 30% in 1970 to 99 and the remaining 40% in the 21st century okay Uh, so there is a bit of a tendency towards 21st century when you break it down to three categories like Mm. that but what you see essentially it's 60% of you know pre-2000 shows and 40% are post-2000 shows if you want to break it down like that yeah Um, Whereas if you look at the wins, it is 60% 21st century shows and 40% pre-2000 shows. Right. So it's completely inverted. Yes. Now, it's not 90-10, it's not a dramatic split, but there is definitely an but the, over-representation in the nominations There's a very statistically
0: wins. significant discrepancy. Yeah,
1: there is. I mean, it's completely turned on its head. Mm. Uh, so, compared, so making up 40% of the shows performed... Uh, is sixty percent of the wins with yeah. twenty first century shows, so there is definitely, you know, an unconscious or a conscious bias of adjudicators to reward, mm. you know, shows that are fresher. So it could be that that adjudicator hasn't seen them done as many yeah. times. Though I think you'd struggle to argue that sister act is done less frequently than something older.
0: Um, you probably would, because I have seen plenty more sister acts than I have. You know the guys and dolls. Yeah, exactly. In in, in certainly the last ten years, but when we look exclusively at what we might term the classics, and think in people's heads these are the pre nineteen seventy shows, how does how does that break down? And we've said that about thirty percent of the shows performed over the last five years have been pre nineteen seventy shows. But how often are those shows getting nominated for best overall? Yeah,
1: so only seventeen percent. Right. Of the
0: nominations are for that, and
1: like it's 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 very simple in that there were 100 nominees for best overall show. So that means 17 yeah. nominations for classic shows, just you know, compared to 30 percent that are done. So yeah, um, and then only 10 percent of wins. So again, 10 wins out of 100. Yeah, you know, whereas you would expect if it was proportionally balanced, you'd be expecting 30. You know, based on the number. Sure. So you're seeing definitely bias against. You know whether it's conscious or unconscious again those outright classic shows. Yeah. I think we mentioned in part one, it could be because, you know, the Judy have seen many more versions of those shows that mm. that you need to really do something interesting to stand out. Or it could be that, that those shows just were written in a different time when
0: orchestras were 30 and 40 piece. And, and you had, the production values of the, of the professional show and the expectation that's residual in your mind Cannot be matched. By absolutely, it's an big, lavish society. sets,
1: and there are almost without fail film versions of those you know, shows yeah. that that you're you're being benchmarked against. Which which yeah, uh, and
0: there are classic performances of individual characters which are sort of inescapable. Absolutely, I mean, if if you do Calamity Jane, there's not you know a
1: snowball's chance in hell that your calamity is not being measured against ours day.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
0: it's an iconic performance, and that it's sort of. It's the type of performance and a type of portrayal of a character that people expect to see when they come to see a stage version. Yeah, absolutely. Jane. Or you
1: know, for another example, it would be Hello Dolly and Barbara Streisand. You know, sure. You're yeah. not getting out of that shadow anytime soon. Yeah, no, <laughs> you know? no. And if yeah.
0: you don't, if you don't have to do that, then you have to do Carol Channing. Yeah, yeah. So absolutely, if, one if, one if, way or if, another.
2: Yeah.
1: So you know, like for whatever reason, there is definitely. But you know, it was like I'm. I wonder if we go back if we did another 5 years of showtimes mm. and went the full 10 years maybe you know that trend would even out and actually we would see more older shows in the the first 5 years of the decade but I yeah. you know I
0: think my gut feeling is 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 that well I mean if you went back further and I think part of the reason that we went for the most recent 5 years is that if we go back further you start to lose things yeah. like the sister acts and the Adams family and the type of stuff which wouldn't be Available in the first half of that period. So that's why we did it the way we did it, to try and capture as many of those newer shows as possible and to give a very, very recent reflection of what societies are doing. But it's certainly interesting to know that even when we look at that sample, we still see that newer bias shine through, that it's not simply a reflection of the fact that much fewer classic shows are being done. But it does raise an interesting question in that, do the classic shows provide um, a little bit more in the way of individual awards? Because Dan, I think you were looking at a number of these individual awards, and this is really what we want to focus on predominantly in this part. We'll get to societies and who are the big societies in terms of aims, nominations, and wins over the last 10 years, just at the end of this segment. But predominantly, we'll concentrate on what parts get nominations and awards. And we might start off with the best actor and the best actress category.
2: So, what's doing the business here? In, I suppose, in the best actress, ladies first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd, in, in terms of not so much classic shows, but, well... One of them is a classic show, but the ones that are kind of leading the way are that kind of that more middle era that we are talking about, Mm. you know, between 1970 and the year 2000 leading the way in in the best actress. So so the role for all all the ladies out there that the one that you should be playing uh, with four nominations and three wins for best actress in the last 10 years is uh, Ava Peron in Evita. Right. Wow. Which again, you know. If you've seen the show, it's it's not it's not surprising. You know you need to be mm. to make to play to make that role a success. You know it 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 requires a lot. You know you kind of go through a wide range of emotions. Absolutely, there's a huge amount expected of you, and it, it's it's a big it's a big act. It's a big thing. You've you know, die twice. You know, exactly. <laughs> takes a real skill to die twice. Yeah, it's, 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 once once <laughs> is fine. Twice, very, it, it, very, very Even difficult. Sean Bean can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he is Not the in the same movie. <laughs> but
0: it is, it, obviously, it's a show that is very heavily represented across all of the categories we were looking at in part one. Absolutely, yep. yeah. It's, it, turns, it was no, the most even everywhere. choreography, which, you know, you might have said that it wasn't a show that naturally lent itself to that. Mm-hmm. But it does go an awful long way to ticking a lot of boxes. Yeah. And having such a really complex character like Ava Peron is a huge benefit to the show, both in, in terms of, obviously, for the actress. Playing Ava Peron she has a great chance of getting a nomination, but the show itself is added to greatly by the complexity of that character. It, I often think it is one of the most difficult parts to play in musical theatre, because... You have to be somebody who, in order for people to understand the character of Ava Perón and understand the narrative, has to exude this ruthlessness, do anything to get ahead, which is, some people might say, well, that's an unattractive quality, but also has to be able to portray this huge charisma and likability that we understand why the people of Argentina and so many of the upper echelons of society in Buenos Aires followed her.
2: And liked her so much yeah. You're you're an actress And you have to play an actress Like she was an actress That's And you know thing. And this whole Like like you said The ruthlessness That she wanted to make it to the top But then in turn Having to play someone Who themselves Has to kind of give off This air of like No I ca- I care about The unwashed masses I am one of you Even though I just want to be at the top It's 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 a huge mm. There's a lot There's a lot of complex Kind of you know Characteristics and traits in there And definitely You could take it a lot You could play that part So many different ways You know I mean I've seen it by times and like people do play her as pretty much an out and out bitch like, you know? <laughs> other times you know it can be played but there's yeah. the alternative it's kind of like you know somebody who's just wants to better themselves it doesn't necessarily have to come from a bad place mm-hmm. so you know it, mm-hmm. it, it, it is fascinating yeah it's a lot of different facets to it absolutely Um, closely followed by with four nominations as well but just the two wins for best actress uh, Mrs. Lovett from oh, Sweeney Todd no surprise there again fantastic part yeah just absolutely brilliant. fantastic and again, you know, we're seeing it's similar enough. A lot of different things required. You know, obviously, the comedy is a huge part to it. One and of it's the not scenes. even a comedic
1: parts in that show, really. It's like, you uh, are essentially providing the light relief. Yes. Absolutely. Which is
0: a huge yes. burden in a show as dark as Sweeney Todd to be given, <laughs> yes. yes. given sole responsibility for providing those breather moments. Yeah. And you're also the heart, I think, of the story.
2: Absolutely. I was going to say, like, kind of the scenes with Toby in particular, you know, yeah. like, any of those is to show that real kind of motherly affection. Mm-hmm. You know, all the way through it, and then also like at the same time, the desperation is kind of like she loves him so, like she loves mm. Sweeney Todd so much, and he just like unrequited love. It really is unrequited love, you know, and ends in a most tragic of fashion. Like, <laughs> so yeah, it's again, it's just it's one of those ones where a lot is required of your actress. um And then third, this is with a kind of classic with in terms of actual hitting the numbers, three nominations, but with three wins as well. So mm, okay. in the last 10 years. Dottie Levi from Hello Dottie. Wow. Yeah. And again, so, it seems people
1: are managing to step out of the shadow of Barbara Streisand yeah. and the
0: <laughs> Yeah, it is a fantastic part, of course. Uh, and look, it's in the name. It's the titular part. But it is a show that I I think more than almost any other hinges completely on the performance of its protagonist. Yeah. If you have... Fair. I, I, Just to moderate the comment I made last week about if I go to, to a show and, I, and the chorus is brilliant, I'll usually think it's brilliant. Hello Dolly is one of those shows where it lives or dies by the quality of its dolly. You just can't get away from it. There's no saving Hello Dolly if your dolly isn't fantastic. Absolutely not. There's <laughs> no. just no way around it. But the flip side of that is while it's quite exposing because it requires you to do an awful lot if you manage to do that incredibly well you will as that points out get the rewards
2: and yep. the plaudits for it. Absolutely. Absolutely. What I love about the kind of top three across like the best actors one is that it nearly kind of tracks out if you were to like if this was something that you did for like you know 20-30 years because yeah. you kind of would you nearly would as an, a young actress you would start kind of with Ava Peron, then you kind of would move on to Mrs. Love and then maybe Hello Dolly. Like yeah, you yeah. know it's, it's it's lovely to kind of see that you know it's mm. not a certain, you know, it's not just young ingenues or even yeah. that it's more seasoned actresses, that there is, you know, a wide kind of variety yeah. of roles out there and that you can pick up a Best Actress Award yeah. or a nomination for any... Pretty much country. any age. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it's, and if... Look, I
0: it's great to see those three parts there because if you had asked me what were the three greatest female parts in musical theatre for an actress to play, those three would have to be if not the top three, then top five, yeah, no doubt. Definitely, yeah, they'd definitely be in no the No doubt.
2: Absolutely. We'll flip it over to the Best Actor mm. uh, nominations. Leading the way, and this one kind of seen a bit more of a, a veer towards the classical, the kind of the pre-1970 mm, okay. here. So leading the way with five nominations and two wins in the last 10 years is Tevier from Fiddler on the Roof, which oh, really, yeah. we haven't really mentioned Fiddler at all. I don't yeah, think it's got a mention at
1: all in the seven previous episodes of the podcast. And um, this, Fiddler on the Roof has got any... I don't reference. think it has it, and all. it's
2: really, and it's really when the show—it's it, a bit of a my show. I think people either really love it mm. or they really have a problem yeah, yeah. with it, <laughs> or they really don't like it. But it—I it, mean, like it's—I think it's universally accepted. Though the Tevier is a fantastic part, yeah, like, it's, that it's just so good and it's so iconic. It absolutely iconic part.
0: It's again, I think it's sort of a complex part for an actor to play. Yeah. I think more so than a lot of other ones that you see in musical theater. I actually, oddly enough, think that many of the older shows tend to have a little bit more complexity written into the acting parts. I think a lot of the newer ones, I, I'm i am thinking, you know, specifically of the likes of the, the wedding singers or the sister acts. All Shook Up. The All Shook Up. They can be a bit more two-dimensional, hmm. played for laughs. Even when you go back to older shows of those comedic moments, they there's honestly a bit more going on in the character's mind.
1: Yeah, yeah it, it's it's I think there's definitely a trend towards more tongue-in-cheek humor. Mm. It, like you're you're being taking the audience to,
2: by the hand. It's like let's go a little leading you down the yeah, path. Yeah, kind yeah of thing. and
1: yeah. and it's it's very much like it's it's early with a, a fourth wall break and a wink and a nod that like your characters yeah. are a bit too self-aware. Whereas I think. It, in older shows you, your comedic characters are n- like not trying to be funny in yeah. the world of
0: the show they're not in on the joke yeah like yeah. they're
1: like they're very much you know uh, the subject of the joke as opposed to the, yeah. like they're, a they're either telling a joke. they're
0: either the butt of it or they're making it but they're not in on it yeah
1: absolutely yeah. and i think tevy is an interesting one because um like he's the protagonist but you know, in a different musical, he would be the villain in in some respects at, at times. Because mm. if you told the love story, like just the like forbidden marriage part of A Fiddle on the Roof, you know, he, he definitely is not the hero in that moment.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But that's what I mean about the complexity of that yeah. part, because it, it has both heroic and villainous qualities.
1: Yeah. While carrying the burden of being the narrator.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And I do, I love the start of the show and I love him in the start of the show. Oh, it's kind of downhill
2: from there, though. <laughs>
0: Let's just skip over that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, what else you got
2: on your list, Dan? <laughs> following up there, a, a second on the list with four nominations and two wins in the last 10 years, mm. even though it's a relatively new musical and it's relatively only available recently, uh, is Gomez from The Adams Family. Oh, ah, yeah. yes. Another patriarch. <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> and... Yeah, that's kind of an odd one. I've only, now in fairness, I've only ever seen one Adam's Family mm. and, and it, it was the touring version of it. I'd be lying if I said I thought Gomez was what stood out in it. Which yeah. maybe is more credit to all the people who got nominated yeah. and won for the award, it, that they exactly, were able to make yeah. this something special. I mean,
0: people, when they talk about the Adam's Family, tend to talk about, I think, Wednesday or, yeah. or Fester. Fester. Yeah. So interesting that Gomez is ranked so highly.
1: Yeah, well, it's not surprising in that Adam's family is is just outside of that top seven with three nominations, best overall show. Mm. I think it it it
0: we saw it in a couple of other categories as well. Yeah, but it, yeah. it does perform quite well consistently.
2: Yeah, and I think it comes back to that, like we kind of mentioned. You know, when we were talking about the, at the beginning of this conversation, kind of old versus classic. I think it's very much has benefited from this. It's brand new. It's shiny. We've never seen it before. Yeah, yeah. You know that kind of. Way. I it think has it, a novelty factor. It definitely and the more technical than other shows. aspects of it mm. obviously
0: do capture your imagination and immerse you in the show that little bit more. Yeah, you know. But like that, I would be, I would be lying if I said I thought that it was a spectacular. Part or mm. one of the most spectacular from an acting point of view, especially male, from from an acting yeah. point of view, one of the most spectacular male yeah. parts in musical theater. I, I
2: yeah, same same. So hats off to the hats off to the four people who did get out yeah. in <laughs> the last ten years. But
0: obviously, yeah, they've managed to do a phenomenal job of it.
2: They did, and then to finish at the podium in third place uh, with. Three nominations and two wins in the last 10 years. Henry Higgins from Fairly, fair ah, list. Yes. Which, in fairness, again, not really any surprise. I mean, if you've yeah. seen if you've seen either the show or yeah. the movie, you know, Henry Higgins is, is... I mean, like, obviously everyone tries to be Rex Harrison. Every, just, and why wouldn't you? Why you, wouldn't you should, everyone should aspire to be like Rex yeah. Harrison. It's <laughs> definitely the
1: actor's part of the... Like, it's... I think, he and you mentioned the Sondheim quote to me before about, like, you would prefer... An actor who can sing over a singer who can act. Yeah, and I, that, think, that I think I think Henry Higgins. Quote. I think the Henry Higgins is definitely a part where you want an actor who can sing, not a singer who can act. Oh, completely. Considering well, how Rex Harrison,
0: I would always want that for yeah. the record. You know, <laughs> any, like, like literally, unless it's a part that requires like the most, like f- Christine, for Christine example. in Phantom. <laughs> you have to be able to do the note, and you have to be a believable operatic soprano. But for the most part. I get terribly bored of a show if I see a technically brilliant singer who is sort of struggling yes. to be believable. I would much rather see somebody who is a decent singer but a really good actor who draws me in and tells the story brilliantly. And that's on time quote actually he's talking about the diff- why he likes musical theater ahead of opera. Because he said I even though he is arguably the most highly rated theatrical composer of yeah. the the 20th century he is says he kind of gets bored by technical singing that doesn't have a, a strong vehicle of a story behind it, which is why he doesn't like opera, for example. Interesting. interesting. So so and if you look at the original Broadway cast of his shows, it tends to be very much in that way. These people are actors first and, and singers yeah. second. But mm. yeah, it's 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 an interesting one. Like that obviously is based on Pygmalion, George Bernard Shaw's play. Which effectively won George Bernard Shaw his Nobel Prize for Literature. Um,
1: <laughs> and his Oscar.
0: And his Oscar, that's for right. For screenplay, because he was
1: involved in the screenplay in for the My screenplay
0: Fair Lady. the screenplay of My Fair Lady, which I think is 1938. Um, but it it's just a brilliant, brilliant script. And it annoys me endlessly when I hear people say, Oh, the dialogue goes on See, too long, and it's too, You need to take pages. Oh, you need to cut bits out of that script. It is, it is a work of genius. Like it is a work of genius. And honestly, if you find it boring, then the the people on stage, I don't think are doing it justice. Yeah. that's the way I would look at it. If you're finding because, it boring, go get yourself a Big because Mac because it should be captivating. I mean, one of the Enjoy best Henry, Mac one of the best Henry Higgins, not in musical but in Pygmalion I remember seeing like a TV only version that Peter O'Toole did where he was Henry Higgins Higgins. oh my god good man to cast the part yeah a a man who can kind of do everything of course he was in Man of La Mancha as well he was the lead in that yes so Um. Though actually, like just speaking of Peter O'Toole like there's a definitely a bias
1: in the actor over the actress in like it's more a distinguished gentleman's oh yeah, game. definitely' cause mm.
2: even even looking beyond that and, and weirdly because I kind of i looked I looked at kind of what would be coming in fourth, if you will, yeah. and with three nominations each but no wins. Are Bill Snibson, which is me and my girl, yeah. Fagan from Oliver, and right. Sweeney from Sweeney Todd. Yeah. Again, all
1: parts that are on the older side For of the spectrum. The distinguished yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh. So
2: it's definitely. These young these young books yeah. they don't
1: know what they're doing.
0: Yeah. So I, if so if you're like me in your twenties or now behind you, don't despair.
2: <laughs> there are parts it's out all, there. For it's you. just beginning for you.
1: Of course, if you happen to be Daniel Ryan, you can book that trend entirely and get your nomination for best actor in your in your twenties. That's Thank that's true. Much. That's <laughs> true. Um, is that trend carried over in the sporting actor
0: category actually in terms of the age? Well, to
1: segue professionally. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: what a that was
0: expertly done, Adam. What a segue. <laughs> so it is interesting that to an extent it is. If I look at the best supporting actor category, there are five parts that have had three nominations each oh. over the past 10 years. So these are Pilot from Jesus Christ Superstar with three nominations and two wins. Toby from Sweeney Todd with three nominations and one win, Fester from The Adams Family with three nominations and one win, De Valera from Michael Collins with three nominations and one win, and Judd Fry with three nominations but no wins. Mm. And just behind them is Bill Sykes from Oliver with two nominations and one win. Okay. so it's really um, a group that doesn't have. Let's if you take Fester out of it. Yeah, doesn't really have so I'm looking Pilot Toby Bill Sykes Devil and Judd Fry there's not a laugh in those guys <laughs> well yeah That's it's essentially you know, like, like it is, it is the misery town USA so but why
2: are you talking about it's hilarious when Pilot lashes him <laughs> <laughs> oh my <gosh>. absolutely hysterical <laughs> it is there's an awful lot of complexity to those
0: characters yeah so I always think Judd Fry is one of the best parts I think for a man in musical theatre because while he's villainous of course he's villainous he is pitiable yeah he's another a bit of way.
1: a product of his environment in that there's not a single person
0: says anything nice to Judd Fry in no. the course of the musical <laughs> like, no one's like hey
1: Jud, how are you today
0: <laughs> like <laughs> like Curly relentlessly abuses and bullies him yeah you yeah. know like he does poor Judd is dead is, is psychological torture <laughs> Yeah. It, pretty much. So poor John And That's tried. just to be in the
2: audience. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> slam. That is a slam but like I'm ob- kidding,
0: I love ob- that ob- sound. obviously <laughs> he has a huge amount of character flaws, but he is complex. Yeah. And Devil I mean, we don't really need to go down that route <laughs> to to kind of get how how complicated
1: guy as well. Yeah. yeah.
0: But all of them, like Toby Pilot, which is obviously a phenomenal part. Mm. you know hugely hugely interesting so it's a group that is really yeah tied together by a sense of tragedy i would say more so than anything else
1: Uh, it does remind me of the line from star wars you know old ben kenobi says a a greater hub of scum and villainy you know (laughs) (laughs) it's definitely that list excluding maybe toby and fester who who are well, I mean, Toby. Toby
0: probably has some comedic moments, but his comedic moments are drenched in sadness. Yeah, but he's not yeah. a villain. He's not a villain compared yeah. to the no, other no. Ones. It's, yeah. You're you're right. He's not a villain, but it, his situation is is grim.
1: Though you could take an interpretation of him being the villain. I mean, if you if you paint Sweeney Todd as the hero, yeah, you know things don't end that well for Sweeney Todd, and it's a little bit got to do with Toby, if my memory serves.
3: Yeah. Your memory
1: serves it
2: correct.
0: It depends how one. Perceives <laughs> Tony's naivety and innocence. Yeah. 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 But it's an interesting choice for a director to maybe look at in some future production. <laughs> but if you contrast that to the best supporting actress, yeah. it is an awful lot more comedic. So the part with the most nominations in, and wins is Paulette from Legally Blonde. Yeah. Really? With three nominations and two wins.
1: Wow. An out and out comedic part, really. I out mean-
0: and out comedic part. But if you look at some of the others, Katisha from the Mikado/Hot Mikado slash Hot Mikado, two nominations and two wins. Mare Matilda Hyde, all shook up, two nominations, two wins. Wow. Mother Superior from Sister Act, two nominations, one win. And you have Penny from Hairspray, two nominations and one win. And then you have a couple with two nominations and no wins. These being Widow Corney from Oliver, Thelma Von Tussle from Hairspray and Anita from West Side Story, a much more comedy-oriented, yeah. funny support parts,
3: mm-hmm.
0: yeah, definitely. I mean, like, Paulette, which is a strange contrast.
1: Like, I think of those Paulette, while being an out-and-out comedy part, mm. is like kind of the heart at the center. It, it, like, if you're Paulette, you're kind of grounding the story a little bit. Like when a lot of the characters in that musical are, they can be quite like y like they're definitely movie characters, whereas Paulette, it kind of feels like a character who could be a real person when yeah. played correctly. Mm. Totally. Yeah. yeah, totally. Yeah. agreed. Totally, yeah. agreed. You know. And
0: it is a fantastic part, great part. Oh, so, so Ireland good. is
2: such a funny song in that. Genre. Oh, <laughs> I love that song so much. It's so good.
0: I'd love to he- hear Ireland from an American perspective. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> like hearing Ireland is is one thing when you're Irish. Yeah, but I, lo- I, yeah, I kind of, I wonder, does it just have a completely different resonance and I saw
1: was. the Legally Blonde touring cast in the Gosh and after Ireland finished and there was applause which were like the biggest applause of the night probably mm. ole ole's started oh my <laughs> <gosh>. <laughs> in the, and then were reprised for Paulette's bow so it definitely has a different resonance yeah, here I mean, than was, in America yeah, I think
0: that's that's confirmation yeah right? yeah that, absolutely confirmation but that is an interesting contrast yeah, yeah it, absolutely. That, that the the male parts in that get nominated the most for supporting tend to be much more serious, much more tragic. The parts that tend to get nominated for best supporting actress tend to be much more comedic. Yeah. So shocked to see Widow Corney there. I mean, that's quite a small part. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but it really obvi- is. It really is, yeah. But obviously um has an awful lot yeah. has been made of it by the actresses who've been nominated. So yeah. much like we said about Gomez earlier well done to them well
3: done yeah. to
1: them
0: um, top job ladies so
1: if best supporting actress is like skewed towards lighthearted and comedic parts like what parts are nominated
2: in best comedian Um well for best comedian if you are if you're a funny lady and none of those parts. you missed
1: funny girl I can't believe
2: oh, you no. <laughs> yeah that's again
0: oh. open goal blazed oh, wide dang it
2: the last time it was me
0: <laughs> yeah it'll be my turn next week
2: <laughs> yeah <laughs> And none of those supporting actress roles appeal to you. <laughs> well, there's only one role for you, really, then, and that is Dolores, with six nominations. And, wow, and one only one win for oh, best comedian, but six so nominations. Well. And considering that, I mean, that show is the show Sister Right itself is barely over ten years old, anyway.
3: Yeah,
0: yeah. I think it first became available had, around twenty. 20- Fourteen, twenty fifteen.
2: 2015. Exactly, yeah. And so in, it's, it's, it's like one a year since.
3: So it's yeah, it's only been yeah. available for exactly, half the time. Yeah. Although
0: I, I do remember that four of those nominations did come in one year.
2: They did. There was a year when, and one category, I think in the Gilbert section, all three best comedian nominees were Words, from Dolores, Dolores. Which, is where, which is where the one win came from. <laughs> that would have been amazing. If <laughs> <laughs> three of them nominated and not, it actually had been somebody else. And the winner is Meryl Streep. Yeah. <laughs> oh! Always no, Meryl no, Streep. God damn it, she's so good, <laughs> versatile. Um, but I mean, I what is she it's... doing in Battle of the Hobbits musical society <laughs> <laughs> She's a sucker for a bit of sun time, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I mean, again, hilarious part, yeah, oh, absolutely, part, and like yeah. the heart and soul of that show. So you know, not surprising that we see it. Kind of, we the, you know, it, it had a few nominations as well for best actress and again for best comedian. And mm. I mean, it, it kind of really just comes down to you know your interpretation of the comedian and comedian awards, you know, I think some adjudicators, they tend to go give it to the actual leads of a show that are funny. Yeah. And then other times you can see it being given to actually, because more, in a lot of shows, you know, the comedic relief is given by a supporting character more so, you know, so it really goes kind of come down to your, the interpretation of, you know, whether you consider that, you know, a leading player's award or somebody who's in a supporting role. Um, in second place, with three nominations and two wins in the last ten years, is Elle from *Legally Blonde*. Ooh. So good to see another you. leading role again. Another, yeah. yeah, exactly. And, and you know, another funny girl from *Legally Blonde*. Exactly. Coming yeah, in with the exactly. serious number of nominations. And exactly. They're, they're raking them in. And then third on the list, which is when I was doing when I was compiling it, I thought I thought it was a bit strange. 'cause I wouldn't have said it. it was a very funny role. But uh is the Wicked Witch from The Wizard of Oz with three <laughs> oh. nominations and one win.
0: Interesting.
1: I, uh, that's baffling to me. That's that's absolutely baffling. I mean like I I, I, I I don't think I've seen an amateur production of The Wizard of Oz, so I I can't I can't really Yeah, I'm it, the same. Like, I yeah, can't. Yeah. I've but I've, I've only
0: looked, seen I think yeah, I, I think I've seen one. But like I it But I never, it wouldn't again wouldn't strike you as the most Comedic part in the world Definitely There are moments That you could turn To be funny There's no doubt about that Yeah There are moments in that show That you could play To be very funny But It It's not a natural fit is it one of those things where when you laugh,
1: the world laughs with you? <laughs> and that part just laughs a lot? <laughs> maybe. <laughs> you know, maybe you laugh, you know. is infectious? You know, yeah, it's it might just, be. She does cackle. A, you know, a good witch's cackle
0: gets you over the line. But
1: uh, again, like some of the other parts, we were surprised by, you know, absolutely congratulations and well-deserved. Mm, for, but again, obviously, a, obviously
0: for, you know, great, great actresses out there making an awful lot of a part that didn't have a huge amount of written material yeah. to support a comedic interpretation.
2: Yeah, indeed. And then, I suppose, kind of pivoting over to the best comedian, so for the men, kind of the, the kind of contrast, really, in general, between the two kind of awards is that there's a, a wider spread of parts for comedian than there is for comedian. There's a, a mm. much kind of narrower field. Not okay. massively narrow, but there is certainly a few more with multiple nominations. Um, so leading the way with five nominations and three wins uh, is Dennis from All Shook Up Oh wow Classic Which is I mean if you've seen All Shook yep. Up Again it's a great part It's great part Driving the comedic relief Three hours And you know It's so funny When it, when it's executed well It is just Oh Hilarious brilliant,
0: Brilliant really, really like, And particularly when it's Again When it's not played For laughs yep. Knowingly to the audience When it's just played honestly And played straight It's so funny it's actually not funny at all when it's played with a nod and a wink, yeah. which I have seen it done as well.
2: Yeah, yeah. No, that's when it, it it is much more, like you said, when it's actually just very natural and it's just, it rolls in with the show. Yeah. It just, it just makes it so much more funny.
1: Yeah, the more oblivious your Dennis is, the, the funnier he's going yeah. to be. Yeah, oh, completely. Absolutely. But
2: a very, very well-written part. Yeah. Then... In second place is a, is a part we actually already mentioned uh, under the best actor uh, category oh, yeah. uh, with four nominations and two wins as Bill Snibson from ah, Me and My
1: Girl. Yeah. so didn't realize Me and My Girl was performed all that often. So, I mean, it didn't feature all that high in the best overall nominations. Well, but, then again, we know
0: our classic shows tend not to.
1: Tend not to.
2: <laughs> and I think Bill Snibson just seems to be one of those roles where... You really can stand out. Yeah. <laughs> and off-line. yeah. You can kind of in in a show that might not otherwise. Exactly. Yeah. You can rise above in that role. Um, and then, kind of in third place with four noms, but uh, with no wins in the last 10 years, is uh, Oren from Little Shop of Horrors. Again, mm. a fantastic part. Huge. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. Particularly if you're doing it like the way of the original rubber production, which is your Oren Scrivello is the dentist, but is also doubling. Pretty much every other part in the show,
0: yeah, absolutely, as yeah. our own Cormac Malone did in the Odd Theater Company's yeah. production in November. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. And, absolutely and he, again, is.
2: from watching, from watching like Cormac doing that, like just the scope that you have to be absolutely. Because like, oh, if you're yeah. coming back time and time again, and like I mean, we were blessed. Like Cormac was with, so he was doing every time he came back, he was somebody completely different. Yes, and he was, and it was so, and you were like, oh my god, it's him, but yeah, it's not, it's not it, him. It's not him. It's somebody. I know, different.
0: and it it is so much funnier when it's all played by the same person because obviously yeah. in a society setting those individual parts for very obvious reasons are going to be spread out amongst your cast because yeah. it, it gives people an opportunity to perform a part but when they're all done by the same guy walking off one side of the stage coming back on as somebody completely different it's it's, it's, just a, great side it's, it's a great side gag it's a great side gag and
1: actually what really surprised me about that best comedian category there is like no one from the producers In the top
2: Like Not in the top three No Franz comes in At number four With okay three wins From three nominations Interesting in okay. from the, from Franz pretty, is the top one pre- yeah. From yeah, exactly. Goes, in a
0: show which is basically All male, male comedians. comedians Yes That's The entire male cast All com- And all could be nominated Yeah For very Max Bialystok Where is he feature? He
2: features I have him here Three Three nominations But no wins actually wow. In the last ten years Which is very surprising Because that role is, Like Nathan Lane yeah, is uh, like he was originated that role is both on Broadway and in the film, and in the film. And well, that
1: could be why maybe that like the people don't tend to win because they're being compared against the benchmark of Nathan Lane. Oh, but they are True. getting nominated though. They're
0: getting nominated, yeah. So, so they're, getting, they're getting
2: sat halfway there, but not but, quite. But yeah, it's it's an interesting point but to it's, make. It's funny that you mentioned the producers because obviously of the sixty nominations for Best Comedian across the last ten years, ten of them. Oh, okay, For guys from the producers between well, like, Franz, I was about to say
0: in my mind the producers Is performed quite a bit It is quite a circuit. bit And in yeah. fairness that's between
2: Franz, Max Bialystok And Roger Debris as well Is, is the other oh. character as well Roger Which again Debris. another hysterical <laughs> Roger <laughs> hysterical. Elizabeth Roger Debris. Elizabeth Debris of course um, But yeah so that again Obviously and kind of also All shook up coming in with 8 Out of 60 in, so you know, in, during well, the time which is as as mostly well. Dennis, yes. which is and mainly Chad, Dennis yes. and a couple of Chads
0: as well. So you're telling me that between the
2: producers and all shuck up, we're nearly at a third. <laughs> you're almost at a third of your. You know, so wow. they're the shows to do. Wow, if you, yeah. If you, if you if like you tickling them funny booms if you're a funny guy, <laughs> if you're, a funny, you're a funny. What? okay like I amuse you? <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: well, mercy.
2: we know they can laugh, Dan, but can they sing? Can they sing? Well. Which, which would you like? Would you like best male singer or best female singer? Let's go ladies first again. Ladies, ladies first. Ladies first. Alrighty, righty-roo. So, yeah. Oh my God, yeah. So, <laughs> sorry, this is... Again, this is another one of these ones that I was like, what? Come again? So, I'm going to go in reverse order for this one. Okay. Sorry, you're going to 3-2-1 us? I'm going to 3-2-1 us mm. because the one... Is really surprising. Are we
0: going oh. on one or after one?
3: <laughs> no. No,
2: after one. It's on the mark.
0: After one. After it's one. always after one. Three to one, go.
2: <laughs> Sorry, is it three to go or three to one, go? <laughs> I was on four. Um, <laughs> so, in, t- in joint third place, we have three, three female parts... In third place But each of them have three nominations And each of them have one win In the last ten years Mm. And they are Lucy from Jacqueline Hyde Mm -hmm. uh, Maria from West Side Story And Sarah Brown from Guys and Dolls Yeah Wow
1: all three tricky things Mm. And like particularly Like they're all like In the legit style as
0: well Oh they are all in the legit style The The one that surprised me And maybe it's my own ignorance Was Sarah Brown
1: Yeah I mean like there's no like, big would, song for I'm, Sarah yeah, Brown. Yeah, I
0: wouldn't have said that there was a massive note there, but maybe maybe I'm misremembering. I, it's
1: it's 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 tricky enough in that you're you're, you're fully, like soprano throughout. Yes. Mm. Uh, yeah, yeah, like I think I'll know is probably one of the big songs mm. that that Sarah Brown is in, so
0: Sure. It ain't yeah. easy. Yeah. yeah I, evidently not. <laughs> <laughs> evidently not. And I think
2: that's kind no of Surprise something. at Maria though no there. no oh god no no if anything i'm kind of surprised it's only third yeah <laughs> yeah you know i mean and, and again we came out, back we talked about operatic soprano saying yeah. yeah and we talked about it's like it's not like west side is not being done <laughs> yeah. no it's not it is being, done. Just, it is not being getting, done just not getting the recognition for some reason <laughs> don't know why we're very disappointed about this we do not we have strong feelings strong feelings we have strong even opinions. though we did not back bernstein against phantom of the opera we still <laughs> we still true <laughs> true <laughs> Um, then in second place, with also three nominations but two wins in the last ten years, is uh, another soprano, Mabel from Pirates of Penzance. Oh, they're oh. gonna say Mac and Mabel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mabel. The Pirates
1: of Penzance makes a lot more sense though. Yeah, that's yeah. that's a that's an outrageous uh, thing.
0: Yeah, absolutely outrageous. Yeah. And like again lots to do, obvi- ob- and very obviously back in the the operatic soprano mm-hmm. yeah. style. So.
2: Yes. Yeah, yeah, and I suppose that's kind of kind of leading up from that. That's where n- the number one has its origins. But I suppose because people kind of more do a modern version of this show, It's probably more surprising. Oh, number one is Kadisha from the Hot Mikado or the Mikado, really? whatever. Doing, with three nominations and three wins. Wow, so, wow, full house.
3: And
1: Kadisha was in the supporting actress category as well with a couple of nominations. Yeah. It was like towards the top. So like, yeah, it's a great part to get. Obviously, oh,
0: fantastic,
2: it, hugely yeah. challenging.
0: That is interesting. So we have. Two Gilbert and Sullivan's yeah. riding high up there. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Have so, been shut out of a lot of the yeah, rest of yeah. it? <laughs> Gilbert and Sullivan? Ain't featuring, but best female singer, best female singer. It's right at the top. Yeah, and it's interesting that
1: like there's going no belt school. parts in that like like best female singer, which you would expect her to mm. be with like yeah like I mean Elle Woods is an outrageously difficult sing. Mm. You yeah, know, I mean, okay, it's 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 not an operatic
2: soprano, yeah. but like it's tricky. The gentlemen are mm. the, the gentlemen
1: equally classic
2: um no no i wouldn't have said so now we're you see Ooh. a bit more a bit more range here um but there's some absolute like slam dunks like if you if you're a good male singer you should be playing these parts because these and yeah. affairs they'd probably be on your radar because oh yeah i would say unlike the kind of best female singer where we were kind of like oh really oh that's kind of surprising these are exactly the ones that you would think would be up here so leading the way with six nominations and four wins in the last 10 years is judas from Jesus Christ Superstar No massive surprises there
0: Absolutely An absolutely brilliant part yeah. uh, Like Real Like real proper Rock oh. Musical Sing yeah. High tenor stuff It's really great
2: Yeah, no. It's
1: quite a feat of endurance To get through a run <laughs>
3: As Judas <laughs> yes, I think. Sure. Oh yeah because, If you don't come like,
1: out of that Even to get through a night Because I mean You open the show And close it mm. Like singing on your own Yeah And You like You don't get a quiet Tender moment Throughout no, no. It, no, everything. Like the kiss is maybe your five seconds of
2: yeah
0: of of
1: like time <laughs> to catch your breath.
2: Yeah,
0: but you you don't at all. But also, you need to inject so much character and frustration into those vocals, which you're going to end up using a lot of compression. You're going to end up using an awful lot of grit, and it's going to be tiring. Yeah, so absolutely. to be to be able to you're right, Adam. You? To be able to sustain it night in
2: night out, oh, requires it's outrageous, work. Uh, outrageous, absolutely. Very close behind, also with six noms, but just the three wins in the last ten years. Uh, Jekyll from Jekyll and Hyde.
3: Oh, which yeah, I very mean, emotional part as yeah, well.
2: Much more, much more emotional, obviously. Um, Was it this is the moment? Oh obviously, well, that, which, number, which everybody but, will know love if that anybody one. knows a song from Jekyll and Hyde, it's that. It's, that's the one. you'll Yeah, know. yeah. Um, but again, you know, big, big thing and not, you know, different to Judas, you know. Mm. I mean, yeah, much Judas. more legit. Though n- True. It's, it's still that your scope for
1: like a rocky vocal in Jekyll and Hyde as well, particularly as Mr. Hyde.
0: Yeah, I, and I think naturally enough, if you're looking at those tenor parts that require conveying an awful lot of emotion, then if you do that well, it's going to, much like Judas, it's going to yeah.
2: reflect well on you as a performer. That is a fair point. I should have also said that this obviously it's you know for Jekyll and for Hyde, not just for Jekyll. <laughs> yeah, they didn't they didn't exclusively say just for Jekyll. You're yeah. Just for Jekyll. Your Hyde, your was Hyde shit. was woeful. Yeah, your Hyde was <laughs> absolutely fucking shit. But, but because they're technically two characters, imagine if you got created like it was like two separate crits for each side of it. Yeah. <laughs> that'd be great. That'd be amazing. Well, it'd be
1: great up until you get nominated twice and everyone else is fuming yeah. at you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you're delighted. You're delighted because. You know, if you go and lose with two nominations out of no, three. It's not great.
2: <laughs> not great. And then third place, the, the eternal bridesmaid of the best male singer <laughs> is uh, Anatoly from Chess with five noms but no wins. Wow. Oh, poor Anatoly. Poor Anatoly. Anatoly. As if he didn't have it hard enough. Uh, <laughs> Switching country. quicker than I mean, he again, Anthem
1: underwear. is like the big famous song from Yeah, Ch- I mean, along with I know him so well.
2: Biddy
1: the Child,
2: yeah. Mostly <laughs> Anthem, and I know him it's so a ringing well. endorsement for Biddy the Child. J- yeah, that's a song <laughs> <Yeah>. too. <laughs>
0: wow, if ever a song was damned with faint praise, that was yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, no, it's good. Yeah, it's good. It's
2: there. Yeah,
1: it also exists as a song. That's definitely all I'm saying. But I'm like, yeah, you're <laughs> right. Those are probably
0: the two and best and like, songs.
1: You know, like considering that Anatoly doesn't sing, I know him so well. Anthem is is your moment to shine. Absolutely, yeah. Anatoly. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. I'm surprised Jesus isn't up there because, like, I mean, Judas obviously is a difficult thing, but Jesus is—is it it, like if you're opting to do the the high G Mm. that you know Ted Neely made famous in the movie? Yeah, um, I think Ian Gillen from Deep Purple sang Jesus on the original, that's right. Yeah, concept album. Still, my favorite
0: version of Gethsemane. Yeah, it's it's that
1: version. It's pretty great. Now his his high G is more of a wail as opposed to a oh, but it's a
0: note. It's piercing. It is. It is. Like, it's, it's
1: It's. one where you can of take out one earphone.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, like don't, like it will crack walls in your home if yeah. you turn up your speakers too loud. It yeah. is brilliant. But even like Jesus has
1: quite some range too, because I think uh, there's one part where, where Jesus sings like Pilate's melody after, mm. after Simon Zellett's song. It's, it's poor Jerusalem and it's, yeah. it gets quite low as well. Yeah. You've got some serious range as Jesus and again, a hell of a lot of singing.
0: Yeah, I think weirdly people sort of forget about the sing of Jesus in comparison to Judas in that show, but arguably Jesus' sing is more taxing on yeah. the voice. It like, certainly to, requires a wider range. You The benefit is Jesus have a lot of falsetto, which Judas doesn't get the
1: benefit of. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm sure there are versions out there where, where Judas has been falsetto, but I think it's hard to convey the anger that Judas is meant to have in yeah. most interpretations of the part and the frustration if, yeah. if you're singing it softly. Jesus yeah, is, you is. you
0: need to you need to sing Judas really in at the very least a mixed voice yeah. rather than going up to falsetto whereas you know like I think Jesus is is has a, re- a reputation for
1: being kind and gentle so <laughs> <You> no, <know>. really, <laughs> I gotten, hadn't, hadn't heard that opinion. about him. Yeah. <laughs> so how does he fare? Is, is he's he's, not he ju- the door?
2: he's just off just off the podium in fourth, <gasps> purely based because he only has four noms, okay. but three wins. So percentage wise, he actually comes out on top. Okay, and
1: actually more wins than Judas, is it?
2: Uh, uh, no, he's oh. got one less than Judas, but like I said, three out of four ain't bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually even better than
0: two out of three. So
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: well. We're going to come to what some will consider to be a main event. Oh, yeah. Which is the Societies. Of course. With the most nominations and wins. So it's great. We've we've managed to go through all of those individual awards, which I think will be interesting for people who are considering, you know, maybe traveling for a part or yeah. are sizing up the show that their society is doing and say, geez, I'd... I'd love to maximise my chances of getting an Ames nomination. Sure, if you're on committee and you have the sway, you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, we know what you're going to be thinking of next time out. Yeah. We're doing
1: Adam's Family and I'm playing Gomez.
0: <laughs> or Fester, but they're only the only two parts I'm doing. <laughs> uh, anything else, no. <laughs> but, but all of that feeds into the success of societies because ultimately it's, it, it all comes back to where you're playing that part it's a team sport it's a vicious competition and where those nominations are contributing points to in the aims table because as we know this determines the movement between the Gilbert and the Sullivan tiers the Gilbert Division 1 and Sullivan Division 2 as it were so I'll give you the top 10 in descending order of the last 10 years okay so coming in at number 10, with 23 nominations and 9 wins, is Robe Musical Society. Very nice. Very number 9, with 23 nominations and 13 wins. The most wins of any society in the last 10 years. That's an outrageous success rate. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's
2: unbelievable, is yeah.
0: Leakslip Musical Society. Yeah, oh, yeah. If, better, than, better than 1 and 2. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's outrageous. Then we are in at number 8... Thurless Musical Society, 25 nominations and 7 wins. Trim Musical Society, come in at number 7 with 25 nominations and 8 wins. At number 6, Kilkenny Musical Society, 26 nominations and 8 wins. Number 5, Wexford Light Opera, with 27 nominations and 9 wins. At number 4, Just Missing Out on a Podium Place, Carrick-on-Shore Musical Society, 29 nominations and 10 wins. And here's we get to our bronze medal, Teachers Musical Society, with 29 nominations and 12 wins. And then, was Silver just, was Spot. It just, was it
2: just one between Carrick and Shore and Teachers in terms of wins? Just 12
0: wins for Teachers and 10 for Carrick and Shore. Ah,
2: oh, right. more
1: wins. But,
0: but, but, so, yeah. Silver Place, number two, Breaking the 30 barrier in terms of nominations. Wow. That's, Is Tralee Musical Society 34 nominations and 11 wins? That's That's amazing.
2: More nominations than I am years old. That's crazy. What a sentence! (laughs) (laughs) Wow, wow, Dan, so
0: insightful. (laughs) I'm sure everyone home is wondering how many Dan's is that in, in those nominations? Is it as
1: many years old as he is,
0: or is it more How than years dads old? He is, is. too many. <laughs> it's even more than I am old.
2: I you see, it is a fun fact. Yeah. For all. <laughs> I am old. If it is more
1: than you are old, please email us. The podcast Oh
0: well, I, I I would prefer if this honestly brilliant banter didn't take away from. The gold spot, number one, with thirty-five nominations and seven wins—most nominations of any society over the past ten years. Saint Agnes in Belfast. Wow, that's uh, like, but like thirty-five nominations in ten years—that's an outrageous
1: average.
2: Thirty—that is huge. Like that's
1: three and a half nominations. So like three or four
2: nominations every year for the last ten years. Yeah, imagine going down with three and a half noms every year, like. Like you would have be, the time of your life. I got to be absolutely flying. Like,
0: yeah. oh, I mean, can you imagine being in that position to go down with that much? Uh, I confirmed expectation every year. Oh yeah. God, yeah.
1: Now you wouldn't, you know, based on past winning rates, you wouldn't be that optimistic about taking home that many because seven—it's like one in every five nominations is mm. an award. But you'd be yeah. feeling pretty comfortable. You're, yeah. You in would Gilbert. prefer
0: league slip strike rate. Yeah, you know, you would prefer that. Like combine the two.
3: <laughs> I think on the night you'd rather be oh, in yeah. leak slip shoes.
0: <laughs> if they considered merging, I know there's a geographical yeah. gap to be bridged Just here. Meet somewhere in the middle. So,
3: Nuri, Nuri, <laughs> um,
0: But like
1: that's outrageous, and I mean, it, it definitely makes the the arduous trip from Belfast to Killarney worth it. I'm sure every yeah, year. Yeah, in fairness, oh, they they completely. have a lot of rich travel yeah. You know, and and you know, absolute kudos to everyone who's who's ever gotten a nomination but those 10 societies in particular you know deserve mad massive praise yeah yeah because completely that's, it's unbelievable that's a, a an outrageous achievement because even at, at like the lower end of that top 10
2: is still averaging two nominations a year absolutely yeah completely and like it's an it's an honor even just get one <laughs> <laughs> so if you're so if you're averaging two like yeah
0: so congratulations to the societies who have managed to make their way into the top 10 A huge achievement. And that would normally bring us on to our restricted groovement segment where Adam adjudicates between albums selected by Dan and me. But we've given over so much time to discussing Ames and the Ames nominations in this episode that I think we may end up leaving that little uh, juicy contest until our next episode. Where you tell us, well, who's going to be the victor? Yeah,
1: between I think it was Heathcliff was Dan's suggestion and Bonnie and Clyde mm. was your suggestion, Keen. Mm. Yeah, so listeners will have to wait with bated breath to find out who will come up trumps in this particular. In oh yeah, we've just we've just ruined people's weeks
3: by <laughs> not. Shit.
2: In fairness, we gave them a good, healthy dose of competition earlier on with the World Cup of Music. True. I mean, like if that didn't, if that is not enough of your friendly yet very Mm. serious musical based competition I don't know what is and
0: how many musical theatre based competitions can one podcast episode hold exactly I'm spent if it's more than one then I don't want to know about it All right. well we'll leave you there thank you very much for listening to The Oddcast please if you wish get in touch with us on Facebook or Instagram at The Oddcast by Odd Theatre or by email at Oddcast at OddTheatre.com Subscribe or follow on Spotify, Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or wherever you're listening to this episode to make sure you don't miss out on any new content but until the next time, stay safe have a good one